On this episode of the podcast, I have with me Clay Calloway. He's the Director of Operations, Data Insights, and Analytics at Delta Dental of California. We're going to be talking about the digital transformation that uh, he has been on with the company. It's uh, It's been a couple years. Um, he's been moving to new architecture. He still has to deliver working with the business, driving those business outcomes, and trying to you know, really bring the company in line and have them have some capabilities that are going to push the push them further and and uh, deliver more value. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you, Clay. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Okay. All right. Before we get too far, just wanted to uh, have everyone know what Delta Dental of California does, just in case they hadn't heard of uh, heard of it. Sure. So Delta Dental of California and our affiliated companies, we cover around 45 million Americans, uh, mostly dental insurance, but also other healthcare products. We cover 15 states and District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands. But we we are part of the Delta Dental Plans Association. You know, that's a, a nationwide network of companies that provide Delta Dental branded insurance to almost 90 million Americans. All right. That's quite a a lot of data. So I'm sure you have plenty to do there. All right. So we're going to be talking about a digital transformation. I I like it because it's a a bit of a journey, learning lessons. We're going to get some use cases, examples. Tell us just to start, what prompted this? Where were you guys? And then we'll kind of then build from there. Yeah. Where did we start? So yeah, no. And So going back about five years, our CEO at the time, uh, asked a question to some of his business team. Hey, I was thinking, hey, if we tried this out, what kind of savings would we get? And so so two business teams ran off to their silos and came back with wildly different numbers. <laughs> and so that got the that got everyone thinking, wait, why do we get such different numbers? And then it pointed to we had a lack of a data strategy, a lack of an enterprise approach to to data, and also the silos. Lots and lots of silos. Uh, you know, every single department had their own databases, plural, not just one, scrolling away data. And so that brought up um, you know the typical things you have with silos. You have you have redundancy, you have different definitions, different different data. And for us, it also pointed to silos of knowledge it wasn't just data silo it's the knowledge that gets siloed when when a team squirrels away in their silos uh you know data slash information and how they transform it to make it mean something to them you know nobody else knows what they did no one else even then knows how to how to use that and so that that's those knowledge silos lead to a lot of isolation and and barriers that keep Business teams being able to talk back and forth, so that's where it, that's where it got started, and it quickly turned into you know going from let's address some silos to we need an enterprise approach to data and the typical you know buzzword of how do we treat our data as a strategic asset because because we we definitely weren't weren't. So that's where we got started, and it and, and it got the ball rolling. And it wasn't just a technology project; uh, it became a, a you know a multi-year roadmap with in, implementing data governance, implementing more of an architectural approach, even some business architecture 
of if we do this, what do we need to change around our business? And of course, then the technology piece that came into it. So that's that's how we got started. And I actually started in the technology side on this. So um, myself and, a, and another director on the business side who was picked to be head of the data governance office, we, we jointly founded data governance and we got that strategy built. And then because I was in technology, then I ended up leading the build out of our data architecture modern modernization and then i think you alluded to it earlier just recently uh, in the last few months i've transitioned over out of technology over to business in our in our uh, operations area to start using our capabilities use this enterprise data platform that we've built because now that we've we've built it we need to get the we need to get insights out of it and so i moved over to take advantage of what i've built Interesting. Let me let me ask you this because I'm 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 listening to leaders talk uh, on the podcast and I'm starting to realize I've noticed a very crucial execution path and and not everyone does and and some people have different ways of solving problems but I've really noticed that understanding the business use case under and being able to translate that outside of technology and not worry about solution first. And I, and I think I was actually talking to a talent executive where the discussion, and I think this is very relevant in almost every leadership role is trying to keep your mind from jumping from this is the business problem to let me start solving the problem in my mind in real time as I'm talking about the business problem. Because as, 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 as you know, problem solvers, that's what we want to do. We want to be able to brainstorm. We've already got that idea flowing. I already know. And you start making some of those assumptions and you start... When you go back and you're just kind of looking at what, and it was interesting what prompted this whole thing. Um, and that, that's, that's a, that's a lot of stuff to unpack. So as you guys were looking at that and you guys are trying to identify business outcomes, where to start, there has to be, I guess, that strategic component. You mentioned even, you know, you guys launched data governance, but that strategic, that data strategy piece that sits on top of all of this, there has to be some kind of roadmap and then, initial phase one and it gets delivered when you guys were looking back at that, or if you're looking back at that and trying to identify some of those business outcomes and making sure the stakeholders were aware that it's not, Hey, I'm going to have this for you tomorrow. It's just a, Hey, this is a multi-phased approach. It's going to take us to walk us through that. Sure. And I think with us, it was, uh, cause I've been with Delta Dental California for, for 16 years. I originally joined to build the first enterprise data warehouse you know, for, for a number of reasons, other priorities, that ended up being a much smaller scope than we had planned. But we had started that off with the approach of, you know, I, let's, I'll quote the uh, Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner movie. If you build it, they will come. We thought, if we build this awesome data warehouse and everybody's going to come to it and use it. Well, you know, that didn't happen because it was, we were, as you kind of, as you were saying, let's jump ahead. Let's give a solution to what business needs, what we think that they need. Um, and then a few years after that, uh, as we had leadership changes, we had uh, you know a, a new leadership come in and say, in our case, well, we, you know, we don't like Kimball style. We're, we're Inman folks, so we need to build an Inman style. So we went all in project again. If we build it, they'll come to it. And nobody came because they, they still had their silos. And so that gets to the root of it is, you have to work towards business outcome and, and specifically business value. What are you trying to achieve? And I think for us, it came around to how do we tie 
our data strategy to helping us fulfill what is most important for our enterprise. Not, not everything for our enterprise, but what is most important. And that's where we want to, that's what we want to deliver for is what is most important for our enterprise. So and we, when we did get started with that data governance office, again, we weren't focused necessarily on technology and we weren't focused on dollar signs either. We even, even specific business outcomes we thought were too specific. We, we termed it more in terms of business drivers. What are the business drivers for our data program? Things like, I mean, we common across many companies, revenue growth. We want to reduce costs. We want to have operational efficiency improvements. We want to deliver more quality for our customers. We want to build a, a better network of providers. Um, we want to enable business leaders to do that data-based decision-making that everybody talks about, but um, is often a, a stretch for people to get to. So that's where we came from it, from these business drivers. And that allowed us to start building some of that data governance foundation, some of that structure, uh, forming a data governance council based on domains. Uh, and we split things up, came up with uh, roughly a dozen domains, identified data domain owners and 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 business data stewards for those and had them start talking about what their data is, what it means. Actually, kind of the first technology improvement that we made was implementation of, of a, a data governance tool. So before we even started about, you know, talking about um, maturing our data architecture, we started with that. So we could get people talking about, let's talk about the data first. So th then it became now that we have gotten a little bit of maturity and understanding our data and and starting to draw lines across the silos what's the most important thing for us to do and then that's when we shifted to use cases what are business use cases that we are going to let business teams prioritize uh and and especially let's push that decision making up as high as we can uh so that we're picking something that means something to our leadership. It's it's it's. Let's show how we can use this use use case to build out that data data architecture, build out the capabilities, and then at the same time deliver some of that business value that we talk about. And that's interesting because you know, and I think we talked about this uh, you know on our prep call, and it's you guys have a lot of data. Uh, you mentioned, you know, several millions of, 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 you know, patients and their data and all the history that goes with that. It's not like you guys are a startup and you're, you'd be leveraging a small amount of data, trying to figure out what to do, trying to be able to develop insights. You guys have a lot of data. So obviously that's a good starting point. And as you're looking at, and it could be interesting as you're, as you're maybe even looking back and, and, and you're looking at the volume of data, Thinking about those advanced technologies that are going to come later, because we just talked, I mean, I just mentioned you don't want to think about the solution too early as you're going through the business problem and trying to understand the business value, all that stuff. But also, as, as a technologist, you're planning ahead for, hey, these are technologies we can take advantage of, but we have to have our house in order. And now what we're seeing with data, anyone that's wanting to leverage advanced technologies is realizing they might have data, but the data might not be in a suitable form or fashion to take advantage of these advanced technologies. Now you have to go back and kind of take care of that. 
did you start at some point thinking forward and going, well, if we're going to do all this, we need to start putting that, that those ideas in place? We did. We kind of started looking down the one eye down the road. Where where do we want to go? Uh, because if you again, it gets to roadmaps. If, if you don't know where you're going, then you're gonna end up off the off the road at some point. So we were trying to look down the road, most with not just the business value that we wanted to deliver, but also what's the best way to deliver it. Um, you know, we don't want to create complexity. We want to have simplicity. Uh, we want to think of our enterprise first. Uh, we want to focus on our customers. Um, just some of those guiding principles to help us maybe avoid some quick decision making or, or some rash things of, oh, there's a there's that shiny toy over there. You know, maybe we should jump over and, and grab that. And in some ways, we were a little fortunate. I mean, we are. And we, we're a large healthcare payer slash dental insurance company. Uh, we don't necessarily turn very quickly. And some of that played to our advantage. We skipped, for example, we skipped Hadoop. Like we we were so far behind, we didn't, we weren't even talking about Hadoop yet. And so, but then we were able to look back and see how others had learned from that. So as we started to look down to modernizing our data architecture, you know, it hit with with cloud exploding. So yeah, some of that looking down the road helped us solve for the future while not ignoring the current of what we were living in that day. How did you, you know, as you're going through this transformation, obviously you're you're skipping and that's that makes a lot of sense. Skipping some of the stuff in between steps, you have that luxury. I think we see that a lot with um countries that um had not developed internet through traditional phone lines and they jump straight to fiber in other countries because they didn't have to deal with the infrastructure. If they're going to bury lines, well, you might as well put the latest in. In in your case, as you're kind of looking forward and going, well, we're going to have to do stuff we've never done. Like we have to get involved in areas of technology that's going to be brand new to us. And my team obviously has to support what the company still needs while we're building the scaffolding and building the next thing. How, how do you balance that? That 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 seems a little tricky because obviously you almost have two different groups delivering two different kind of roadmaps. You do, and so that's where having strong communication channels between these groups is really vital, and and providing that visibility and transparency as well. So I mean, I think part of that is important that no one feels they're getting left out or something's being being hidden from them. You know, they they want to be part of it, and so that was part of our approach as well as engaging everyone. Uh, you know, so as we were getting going and started looking towards where we wanted to go with technologies, and this is one example, like we turned that over to enterprise architecture. You know, we we didn't try to do that in our own little team or create a new team. You know, let's use enterprise architecture for it because they're bringing that EA view of the world. Uh, and they're connecting from applications that are creating the data to then where do we put the data? How do we store it? How do we use it, access it, take advantage of it? And then on the business side, with us, um, we were we were fortunate that we had a lot of executive interest. And so our steering committee was the, the CFO, the CIO, the COO, uh, the chief actuary, 
you know, these are these are people who are looking across the enterprise and are decision leaders for their, you know, not just their groups, but the entire company. And so they were then they were working together. And then we were bringing together the other pieces that we needed to to try to cut down some of what you described. Absolutely. I guess when you're when you're thinking forward, you know, on this roadmap, on this journey of trying to you know provide some of these advanced you know data technologies and capabilities, have you started thinking about the next iteration of problems to solve? Because obviously you're now you're now able to leverage and solve problems that no one's thought about, and maybe come up with new use cases that potentially even impact you know PNL or you know whatever that metric might be even more. Yes, no, that, that's a, a great way to try to try to look at it because even as we started on this journey, you know, we we had constant data demands. We had need for reports and dashboards, um, use cases coming in, and you know, you can't just stop and say, "Give me three years, and then we'll come back and and solve it for you." So we try to take advantage of that to use the use cases to drive what we are building. Uh, and I think some of the core, those core use cases, especially around our contact center, understanding our customers and the touch points we have with them has now led us to what you're asking is, okay, now what can we do with it? Now that we have all this data here, we've started solving for some of it. What else can we do with it? And again, we're, we're a big staid insurance company. You know, we're not a, a cutting edge startup. So for us then to look and start asking some of these questions that a few years ago, we wouldn't have even thought of asking because we didn't have the, the data knowledge, the data capabilities to even think about them. Now we're, now we're looking at it more and more, I think from a, from terms of maybe a younger company, uh, especially something like our contact center. So, you know, yeah, going back five years, it's, it's pure, People, people call us and we were more worried about things like average handle time. Well, now we're approaching that in terms of experience. We want to, we want to give a great experience to our customers. And that's both the, our members who call us and then our providers who serve those members, as well as our own advocates. Uh, those are three different stakeholder experiences that we wanted to improve. So we're not thinking of in terms of, we must get off the phone as quickly as possible so you can answer another call to we are delivering an experience. So that brings a whole new angle, a whole new view and perspective of how do we look at our data? How do we use our data to be able to improve that experience? So so questions we're asking now, uh, and it, I mean, I can give one example of something we're we're digging into now that now that we have this data science, data architecture available, I, mean, I spoke to it earlier, moving over to the business side to help with some of those insights, taking this a data science approach to looking at what actually triggers a member phone call. Something happens. What, what is it? And if we can understand it, it's not just that we can predict it, but we can come up with ways to improve it, mitigate it, change it. Uh, and those are things we weren't talking about a few years ago. I was going to ask you the, you know, in part of this journey of of providing reports for someone to make decisions, if I, if I'm hearing this correct, is actually it's actually evolving to can we understand and impact 
not just those decisions, but the process and the ability for other people to be involved in that decision. Because as you're talking about getting off the phone sooner or later, that's going to result in a process change. That's going to result in you partnering your team or whoever is responsible with whoever's responsible for that group and actually re-engineering a little bit of that process, retraining. So it's kind of like now we're extending past, let me get these reports. You make a decision. I did my job too. You're actually impacting workflow, which is which is a complete different game than than where data and reporting was yeah, even five or 10 years ago. It is. We go like that example. We're moving from if if we get off the phone as quickly as possible, that's how we're saving money. Well, our our stakeholders who are calling us were having poor experiences. And so they're having to call us again. And so we were we were actually potentially having more cost to serve as that member because we were short-sightedly thinking, well, let's get them off the phone as quickly as possible. So that's that's part of that shift of we have to look at this different. We have to change and meet our customers with what they are expecting from us instead of some of these rash things of it's all about the bottom line. And we think the bottom line means get somebody off the phone as quickly as possible. Interesting. Well, I, I, I certainly think it's a very interesting journey. Um, you know, I always I always look at companies that are have been around longer. I don't, I don't like to use the word legacy, but have been around longer and they have all this data and they're in a position to take advantage of it. And you have tons of startups that are, you know, they have advanced technologies, but they don't necessarily have the data. And it's always an interesting, you know, ebb and flow of seeing who can potentially take advantage of that opportunity and execute. But having the data is an immense advantage. And it sounds like at least you guys are now, you know, five years into that process of, uh, you know, trying to leverage it and bring efficiencies and new capabilities, which is really awesome to see. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, and again, we're, we're the big boy in the market. And so, we do have uh, some standing already. And then you combine that with the data that, that we have. And it, it does lead to change. Um, I think we've started talking about the typical people process technology. It's now people process technology and data. You know, data is is becoming a that a fourth a fourth pillar there to talk about how do we do things different? How do we solve for our customers' needs? How do we, and for us, we it's even almost led to a, a change in, in our mission. Um, you know, our mission now is to provide access to quality care. You know, in, in the past, it was focused purely on something about dentists and oral health. Well, we're, we're trying to expand that uh, beyond just where we're at. Uh, because we are in a great position, we have we have so much data. We can look at understand what makes a good dentist a good dentist, and how do we incent other dentists to be a good dentist? To here are here are populations that are perhaps underserved. How do we get them that access to that quality care? So so having the the ability now to bring our full enterprise data together and look at it you know, holistically to start delivering this, uh, I think is a real advantage. Oh, I love it. That's, 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 I think the, that's the goal of this whole process is get that data and leverage it, look at different angles that no one's thought about because now we have the tools to actually slice dice, which we've always wanted to slice and dice, but we never really could deliver because, because we were always miles off of the tech. So 
I'm excited for you. Um, we'll have to have you come on down the road and uh, revisit to see what new things you've built and and how that's impacting from business side. It'd be awesome to do that, but I, I certainly appreciate your time and thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Amir. I, I, yeah, I'd be happy to come back uh, and, and tell you the our continuing journey. There we go. I love I, I love a part two where we can pick up and see how uh, things progress. So I, I will take you up on that. Uh, Clay, if someone wants to reach out to you, if somebody's like, hey, this was cool. I'm, I'm, I got a question of any kind or I just want to pick your brain on what, what, what you know, the process has been. Uh, what's a good way of touching base with you? Yeah, LinkedIn is the best. LinkedIn. Okay, we'll we'll make sure the show notes uh, have your LinkedIn. Uh, hey, Clay, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, Amir. Absolutely. That's it for the episode. I'll be back again, different guests, different topic. Uh, two things. One, I think it's a great story. I, I think a lot of people can find some value in this story, in this journey. I think there's a lot of uh, good business drivers and objectives and along with some of the technology and 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 really the future of where uh, the company can go. So hopefully share it with somebody else that could uh, find value. That's how the podcast grows. And like, subscribe, leave me a review. Let me know how we're doing. Love to hear from you. Otherwise, thank you and goodbye.